0: grumpy old geeks a weekly talk show hosted by brian schulmeister and jason de discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame welcome to grumpy old geeks i'm jason de
1: and i'm brian schulmeister how's the vacay going brian well one week of vacay that's uh that's done already now it's Work and whatever i 've got to say travel, ooh boy, if you don 't have to fly anywhere don 't that fun, eh that was a nightmare that was the worst it's it 's ever been uh, sat on the tarmac for over two hours, delayed to leave, um, getting through customs and everything. I mean everything is just a nightmare now it took forever, but you know we have to count ourselves lucky because we were one of the flights that wasn 't cancelled. There were thousands of those pilot shortage, which is partially COVID. Partially, they've known it for a long time because they don't pay people enough. And now, you know, the the chickens are coming home to roost, as they say. And, uh, you know, shortages with TSA and all that sort of stuff. So it was just uh, getting here was horrible. Uh, once I got here, it was great, though. We drove up the coast, went up to Monterey and Carmel, took my mom, you know, the kid, all that sort of stuff. It was a great week. And uh, now I'm back and one of the downsides of working for a company that 's on the east coast is uh i 'm up at like five and six in the morning for meetings, so
0: yeah that 's fun fun times, fun times <laughs> sound like you got a little frog in the throat did you uh did you already get the covid since you have been back for a week now About time <laughs> well
1: i i, I yeah, funny you mentioned that that boy that 's skyrocketing isn 't it no i think i 'm just froggy from being froggy and it 's the morning, so that 's fun. Yeah, wow, it's uh, it's not good here, right? We're about what a week away from mandatory masking again, if if uh, if all levels stay where they are right now, and I've certainly noticed. uh, I'm down here in what I would call basically, you know, fairly anti-masking Orange County, and mandatory masking is through the roof just in the last week, like from from when I landed until you know I went out yesterday everybody's wearing masks again and by choice it's not even mandated so
0: yeah yeah you kind of got it now that's the way it is that's the way it is we're back yay (laughs) well yeah you come back and masks come back thanks brian next time maybe try uh barcelona just saying
1: (laughs) hey maybe if i come back people will get rights and bodily autonomy too you never know ain't gonna happen
0: ain't gonna happen Uh, you get a free glock every time you come through though every 10 every 10 flights you get a free glock that's right. Um, I saw this one, and just uh, this is a little bit of uh, crypto follow up since the crypto floor has fallen. It's still mm-hmm. kind of stabilized a little bit, it seems. But uh, this one survey Americans borrow money, default on bills, and buy cryptocurrency. Seems smart. <laughs> I love this. More than 32% of cryptocurrency investors have used a payday loan in the past and 11% have used a payday loan or title loan to invest in cryptocurrency in spite of triple digit interest rates. So, everybody says that they feel bad for the retail investors. Don't. Don't. This is just pure pure moronity and stupidity. You just can't get past that. So,
1: nope. No. no. And yeah, I, the prices seem to have stabilized but at at a new low so they're stable but very very low and uh, i mean it depends on how you define stable bitcoin is relatively stable the big players are relatively stable all the small ones are dying just left right and center so
0: yeah it's kind of fun to watch mm-hmm. just a little bit people uh, <laughs> yeah just the the uh the tears that are being shed you know i you do kind of feel bad a little bit but then you read things like that and you go kind of deserved it but what you're gonna do? <laughs> What yeah. you going to do there? That's the sound of 500 uh, listeners to our show <laughs> hate unsubscribing because they lost their house.
1: Yeah. Oops. It's not like we didn't warn you, people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, we got this note in from Jeremy that I want to read real quick. Jason, I just wanted to throw out that I'm pretty sure you literally saved my life and just wanted you to know. Basically, I had a little tingling in my left foot, sort of like having your shoe tied too tightly. Went for a walk on one of our nearby trails and popped your podcast on. A little ways in, the tingling turned into my left hand, deciding to stop working. You had just given a random comment about the stroke two or three minutes before, and a literal light bulb went off in my head. I ran back and drove myself to the ER. Never a good idea, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't just get somebody else, long story short, they found a brain tumor. And in the past two weeks, we've done all the things things are optimistic at this point, but I at least wanted to acknowledge that it's been your consistent journey updates and awareness that very likely triggered me to take action and get in front of this before it was too late. Thanks again for everything and hope all is well, Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, I'm glad you're doing well. And that you're doing all the things. Um, I like that my life can sometimes be a cautionary tale to others because that's (laughs) exactly what it is.
1: And and let me just throw this out there for those that don't want the cautionary tale aspect of this. Uh, Part of my vacation here is I'm on a medical vacation. We still have our very good insurance uh, here in the U.S. through my wife's work. And uh, I have gone to the doctor for the full physical, blood panels, et cetera, et cetera. I have been to the dentist. I have been to the eye doctor. I have scheduled a cardiologist appointment just for just to run a test because you know I'm not young anymore. Uh, do all the preventative things, people. don't be scared. get out there. Do it once a year. It's important, especially as we're all getting older
0: so you 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 talk about Canada and the free health care and how it's just this wonderful thing. yet you come back to us to get all of that done what is, What's going on there, Brian?
1: I have healthcare in both places. Uh, the problem has been finding a doctor right now in Canada because of COVID and all that sort of stuff. So it's been a slow process, but uh, we're paying for the health insurance here. Might as well use it.
0: Okay. Okay. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> yep.
1: I am a dual healthcare citizen.
0: In the news. All right, Brian, since we've been gone for a while, I'm going to do a quick speedy recap on some of the, uh, the major stories that came through the pipeline.
1: I'm going to appreciate that because from what I saw from my phone while on my vacation, it was just Elon, Elon, Elon.
0: Yeah, well, we'll talk about whatever, whatever. Uh, YouTube TV has now topped 5 million subscribers. And these are subscribers and what they call trialers. Yeah. And and I would like to point out that trialers are people who are not paying if you didn't quite catch that yeah, verbage. I
1: would not define them as subscribers. Yeah.
0: Yes, they that's they, they do separate it, but uh they don't break out how many uh, actual people pay and how many are just trialing, trialing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Johnny Ive is apparently not trialing Apple anymore though. He is out the door finally in his 100 million dollar paycheck. Which yep. is fine. That's fine. Yep. It's time, you know. The whole thing was theater anyway. He hasn't worked there for a long time. Nobody wanted him around. Get the hell out of here, Johnny. And uh, please don't fall into one of those glorious ports on the new Macs on your way out the door. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. Mm -hmm. Microsoft is in the news because they are laying off a couple hundred people, which turns out to be not that many. Tempest in a teapot somewhat because, yeah, Microsoft has 180,000 employees I, I I figured a couple hundred here and there. That's like a Tuesday for Microsoft. <laughs> I
1: figure they must have laid off the Skype division since it's obvious nobody uses that anymore.
0: No, I I, I beg to differ. I think it was the Clippy AR team. Oh right. Okay. They were getting they were prepping Clippy for the metaverse. <laughs> oh man. And uh, some Google execs are really upset right now because it turns out the kids don't like to use the internet the way that we uh we thought they should. Right. It's Interesting that he's saying that uh, kids are turning to Instagram and TikTok for search instead of going to the Googs. uh, uh,
1: Okay. Two things here. First off, Google results have gotten progressively worse. Google is almost useless these days. Uh, You have to go to like page five to find what you actually want because it's all been spammed to hell or, or gamed. I get that. But having said that, if I wanted to actually get real information and I searched on Instagram and TikTok, I'm not so sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it, you know, everybody's saying that the kids really are like, you know, they're so tech-savvy and they're so tech-smart and all this crap, and the kids really know what's going on. Oh, They're lazy. I, I have been around a bunch of kids, and I have seen how they use technology, and I, I beg to differ. They're still fucking morons. They really are. They don't yeah. know what the hell they're doing. It's just they press buttons. I mean, Snap has taught them to just smash the screen until something happens. and. right. Since they're usually too busy with TikTok or Instagram, they're already there. So they're just like, I'm hungry and something will show up. So instead of
1: getting actual information about, oh, I don't know, say how to cook a spaghetti carbonara, they get some stupid influencer doing their take on it in a short video.
0: Yeah, that's it. Okay,
1: great. That's it. That's going to go well.
0: Hmm. And if you get uh, three more videos into the TikTok, then you find the explainer to the original one that tells them tells you that it was all wrong, and you've just been trolled and punked, and you just ended up in the wrong side of town, and you're going to go buy crack instead of some kung pao chicken. Okay. Awesome. That's when you use Google Maps to find a way out of there <laughs> as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, while you were gone, Brian, the Nothing phone launched. I, I saw a puff piece on it on
1: local news. Um, apparently, the big deal is it has flashing lights that you can uh, program the flashing lights to tell you certain things.
0: Yep, how it's ex- a disco. How, how exciting. Disco phone is mm-hmm. what it is. But uh, it's interesting that they showed it on local news because you cannot buy it in the United States. Ah. So you can only okay. get it really in Europe, India, and China. Mm. And okay. it's going to be Android, so we wouldn't get it anyway. Nope. Uh, but... Who the hell thought that nothing was a good name? I mean, it just... Trent that, Reznor. That's just a layup. <laughs> yeah, well, Trent wasn't making phones. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Google, people people want to know why people are hating Google. Well, they wanted to launch a pilot program that lets uh, basically political spam get through the filters. Oh, and, great. Thanks. Yeah. Everybody's like, uh, why? Why? Why would you? Can, can you? Political turn the emails the other are other way. Political
1: yeah. emails are the very definition of spam, as far as I'm concerned, because I've never signed up for any of these lists.
0: I know, I know. Once you get on one, then they just share and share and share alike. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is. I. I mean, I know they got to be desperate for ad money since everybody's on the TikTok and the Instagram now. But mm. come on, this is that's bad. That is a bad, bad, bad idea. So, <laughs> uh, I think uh, today is that we're recording this on July. 15th and yes. July 16th is the time when, uh, you can, or the end of the, how was it? Uh, public comment period for that. Um, I'm pretty sure you're, you you do not have to run to your computer to actually make a comment. I'm pretty certain that everybody has done it for you, but if you'd like, check the link in the show notes and go, go let Google know that you think it's a terrible idea, unless you're a politician and you really want it. So <laughs> we'll see how right. that goes. Uh, I didn't know if you knew this, Brian, and, uh, GameStop launched an NFT marketplace.
1: Yeah, that was going to be their big pivot after everybody stopped investing in them.
0: Yeah, well, they brought in uh, $45,000 the first day. Ooh, hey, barn burner. Yep, not going to save the company. So They should start
1: about... a podcast. They could make that in about a year after they've been doing it for 10.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, do it for 10. <laughs> then that first year after, you can make some money. <laughs> uh, and uh, OpenSea is also in the NFT news. They are laying off 20% of its staff saying that they have entered crypto winter.
1: I I will tell you what I have seen in the NFT space. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm in the music industry space myself. Uh, I I follow a bunch of bands. I try to keep abreast of things that are going on. NFTs have now become the free giveaway if you buy concert tickets and and go to a show. Uh, And even at that level where it's entirely free and it's just a stupid giveaway, all I see are comments on the posts about it for every single band. Uh, What the fuck are you stupid people doing with NFTs?
0: Good, good. I'm glad. I and it's funny. I had another story in here, but uh it's kind of in between release dates right now, but Kevin Smith released an NFT movie. Of course he did. Yeah, that's that was my comment on it and I'm just like <laughs> do I really even care anymore? But cuz you expect something like that from Kevin Smith.
1: Well, look, you know? at this point Kevin
0: Smith is releasing movies on postage stamps. I know it's, and, you know, he said he was going to retire. He promised us that he was going to retire.
1: After he does clerks one or five through 17, he will retire. Yeah.
0: Man, man can't keep his promises. I tell (laughs) you, it's funny because you kept talking about how he was, you know, so obnoxious on Twitter and I just remember he had like 400 podcasts at one time. Every time I'd, you know, just go somewhere, he had a new podcast and i think maybe the the podcasting has kind of uh, worn off for him because i could find one that was That's it. it wow yeah, i couldn't okay. find any of the other ones that i was looking for it's just like so they're just gone so well he's making
1: 7000 movies to release in on high, on 8 track and whatever else format he can think of
0: exactly exactly and that clerks 3 trailer <laughs> uh, clerks was never good clerks 2 wasn't ne- he's still not any good clerks 3 uh, it seems to be perpetuating the uh, the, the trend. <laughs> anyway, uh, I saw this one too. Uh, this is the last of the flash news. The Earth's population is about to hit eight billion. So enough with the fucking already, people. Speak for yourself. Wrap <laughs> <laughs> it, man. Wrap it. <laughs> well, I, I'm especially one if done, you live so in a red worry state. About that. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. All right, let's get to some real news.
1: Uh, well, I mean, the big news for me was NASA revealing the images from the James Webb telescope. I mean, if when you start to think about the fact that it was, uh, you know, what, 60 years ago that we've barely landed on the moon, look at these images.
0: Oh, they're incredible.
1: You, I'm like, if this doesn't touch you and make you want to be interested in science and our climate and saving our planet, when we realize what a tiny microscopic dot we are in this universe, we must be a Republican. Sorry. (laughs) I I, I couldn't resist.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was going to say, or your brain has exploded from the realization of how insignificant you actually are in the universe. Yes.
1: Yes. You know, Uh, the Elon Musk news Twitter, you know, obviously everybody is aware of what's been going on. The news that's come out this week is Twitter is going to sue Elon Musk to force him to complete his $44 billion acquisition of the social media company. So this will be going to court in Delaware. Um, you know, uh, it, it's a big deal I, I, because as, as has been pointed out quite a number of times by a number of people, we're now going to find out if, if laws and agreements and contracts mean anything or not.
0: Hmm. So. I'm sure this will get settled somewhere along the way, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, you know, I'm, I'm happy that Twitter is actually doing it, not rolling Me too. over Me too. because yeah, actions need consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And yeah, there's a contract. We have contracts for a reason. I don't care how rich you are. It actually makes you a better target, I think. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In uh, more news, Twitter co-founder Evan Williams is stepping down as CEO of Medium. Medium. Which we have not said <laughs> in a long time, which is partially probably why he's stepping down because Medium has basically had the life sucked out of it. Uh, yeah. by a bunch of copycats i mean certainly substack has taken a, taken its cake and ate oh it.
0: god yeah uh, i mean I, I i it's so funny i even have i have a substack newsletter but i also was starting to cross publish on medium and i had some kind of screw up on medium and i had to deal with their tech support and then i'm just like you know what i really don't care about medium everybody's over on substack nowadays so you are now irrelevant
1: Yep. It's gone. So regardless of the initial promise that this startup would change the web, so it didn't and it's not, and he's left and he is moving on to, well, let's see, what did he say here? Learn as much as I can learn about things I don't know a lot about. Might I suggest searching on Instagram and TikTok?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. He wants to start a new holding company or research lab. Ev, I'm uh, dude, I love you. Just retire. Just yeah, take the keep- money and run. Go buy the
1: island next to Zuckerberg and you guys both stop, please.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if Ev has that kind of money, but I'm sure he, I'm sure he doesn't really have to do another gig. (laughs) You know, he's good. Yeah, He's good. And in the
1: continued downturn that we're seeing, electric vehicle maker Rivian is planning a major cost cutting drive and will be as thoughtful as possible as we consider any reductions. That's what they wrote in a memo to employee because the leak, it basically leaked that they need to start cutting costs and, uh... This is this is not how we intended for you to hear about this. He wrote, "We had hoped that these sensitive and complex conversations would have stayed within Rivian until we could address them more comprehensively." Basically, that internet. means you should you should have told people before it got leaked. Yeah, seriously,
0: huh. dumbass.
1: Yeah, so Rivian not doing so great. I did see one in the wild on my journey. It's a good looking truck.
0: Yeah, they're cool looking. They are yeah. they are definitely they're cool incredibly looking.
1: Incredibly expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why the only time I've ever seen them are in Calabasas. So that's that's there there you know a couple of them sprinkled about there and uh one of our our friend of the show Shane Nickerson got one says it's pretty incredible
1: yeah but and another company that uh was a company gone wild and is now crashing back down to earth Peloton Peloton is giving up on building their own products that's part of their cost cutting initiative we are now outsourcing all products and they're basically only keeping the business of trying to get you to subscribe and having peppy young people telling you to shut up and sweat. So, all right, that is now gone.
0: (laughs) Is the price going to come down to something reasonable because the prices are just stupid?
1: Well, we talked about this a little while ago, and I think they're still sticking with that same plan, which is basically they're dropping the cost of the, uh, of the actual physical products, which they can now do because they're outsourcing to China and it's all cheaper, but uh, increasing subscription costs. Once okay. they get you in,
0: that's right. Yeah, that's yep. that's what it was. Yeah, services. It's all about the services, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Facebook has released its new human rights study, and uh, how's that going? Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, India is going to be a problem for them. India is yeah. definitely going to be a problem for them. Uh, they they did kind of do a mea culpa on Myanmar. So Ooh. there's that.
1: Sorry, we uh, fucked your country.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, though, um, the experts are saying that as these things come out, we might actually get some more useful information over the years out of these, which is kind of a little more useful information for them
1: to ignore (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) that, too. That, too. But that was just a little shade she threw there. But uh, uh, we'll see how this goes. I mean, I don't think anybody's doing anything about any of this anymore. Nobody's driving the ship. Nobody's driving the ship. Nope. Uh, but this one this one kind of it, this one excites me and saddens me at the same time uh Meta has a new generative uh a i system that they mm-hmm. have developed kind of along the lines of uh what the dali dali mini um all the the generative art things that are out there that everybody 's been playing with crayon and all of those um They have made their own, and the differentiator with theirs, which is really cool, is that you can give it a sketch to work from as kind of a framework before you give it your ridiculously stupid task of going out and creating something from scratch I, I think it's really cool i think it's a really good idea and it makes it very useful
1: you can prime the pump
0: yeah you can prime the pump and then use you know take that cut out assets make things from it i've seen some really interesting uses of Dali mini uh, where people were doing like icon sets like making 3d icon sets using it Ooh. it was kind of kind of neat
1: it, it it does you can this one'll do everything except for legs
0: Yes, everything except for legs. This is the legless, uh, it, and they named it Make a Scene. <laughs> okay, they, what <laughs> they actually called it that?
1: That that's that's okay. Make All a right. Scene. Wow, that must have been a short meeting.
0: Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and it's time to fuel up with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like calorie smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This May, supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices, spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to gog.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. gog.show slash VPN. That's gog.show slash VPN.
1: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? candy
0: well Brian Netflix has threatened us with a lower cost ad supported tier and it looks like they're uh, gonna start pulling the trigger on that they've signed up with Microsoft to actually do the ad distribution for them oh
1: well cool okay good I don't I don't mind that that's fine
0: yeah. 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 Um, I like that in the actual press release, they say it's very early days and we have much to work through, but our (laughs) long-term goal is clear. More choice for consumers and a premium better than linear TV brand experience for advertisers. We're excited to work with Microsoft as we bring this new service to life. I just like that they had to throw in it's very early days and we have much to work through, which means (laughs) we didn't want to be writing this right now. Somebody leaked this shit and we had to get in front of it.
1: And we have no idea how this is actually going to play out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, uh, strange new worlds has ended. There's going to be some spoilers here, I'm sure. So if you haven't, uh, watched the end of star Trek, strange new worlds or some of the Orville, um, you might want to skip ahead a minute or two, but, uh, Brian finale, what did you think?
1: Uh, I love the show. Uh, it it is definitely the best star Trek we've had in a very long time. Uh, I can't, I'm thrilled. It's, it's just really well done. I love all the characters. Um, we've got to talk about the Kirk in the room.
0: Uh, I am yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I'm, uh, I'm disappointed that they pulled the trigger on that so early. I, I, underst- I understand, you know, you've got to make your bones. You've got to make sure that you're going to get renewed. You've got to build the buzz going out of the first season and get people's eyeballs on it and all that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it. It's just unfortunate that's the way the world is now. The problem I have is with the casting. I, I am pretty particular about my Kirk's. Obviously, Shatner is a very... Big set of shoes to fill and hammy shoes at that. But uh, I thought Chris Chris Pine nailed it in the movies, even though I hate the movies and I hate the stories and I hate everything about it. He felt kirky to me. Uh, this guy, not so much. And, in fact, I had such a hard time not look looking at him and not thinking, my God, it's a young Jim Carrey, that I could not get away from that.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, fortunately, <laughs> I could. Um, yeah, he was. It, it was terrible casting, in my yeah. personal opinion. Horrible. But uh, um, beyond that, the story for the finale, I thought was just so beyond top notch. Yep. That I, I, I couldn't give any fucks about the Kirk. The story was that good. <laughs> well,
1: unfortunately, we're stuck with this Kirk, and we know how they're going to roll this out. So I, I I will stick. I will say I agree with you 100%, and I am sticking a pin in not my Kirk, but we're stuck with him for the fucking generation now.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> we can go back and deep fake him later. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um. The Orville, New Horizons. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think episode seven they're up to now. I just watched it last night. That show is just killing it. It is killing it. And it's just funny that when they take on woke topics, I find it engaging and fascinating and well done. But when I watch Discovery, it makes me want to throw something through my TV and I can't put my finger on it. You know what? the, The real thing that came out of
1: Strange New Worlds for me is just how horribly awful Discovery is uh-huh like it, when <laughs> yeah. you when you're side-by-siding them even picard does not come off very well uh but discovery comes off uh, like the only two good star trek shows right now are lower decks and strange new worlds that's they should they should shit
0: can everything else shit can everything else yeah <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you on that one and uh but yeah definitely new horizons they, they did their time travel episode Mm-hmm. And I thought that their take on it, it, the the way that they ended it was so genius and just such a, a out of left field. Fuck you to time travel. I loved mm-hmm. it. I mean, it was so good. It was so good. So I just I, I highly recommend that. That'll be your third favorite Star Trek now. <laughs> so, uh, Umbrella Academy season three finished it. Wow. Love that show. I really, really love that show. For some reason, it's a feel-good show for me. Okay. I really enjoy it. Uh, you haven't watched any of those, have you? No, no. Oh, they're so good. They are so good. And it's not It's not like I still can't watch The Boys because it's just so, uh, right. you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, The Umbrella Academy perked me up quite a bit. And I do have a uh, podcast recommendation called Let's Make a Sci-Fi. It's Canadian, Brian. Okay. Comes out of the CBC. Uh, a couple of comedians Ryan Bell, Maddie Kelly and Mark Chavez uh they basically take 8 episodes to write a pilot and record it for a sci-fi show like a straight sci-fi show not a comedy because they're com- comedy writers um really good series i really liked it so i i i can't i can't recommend it enough it's only like i said it's only 8 8 episodes they're short like 30 minutes 40 minutes and uh they have Really top-notch talent on there. They do have Neil deGrasse Tyson on for a little bit, and he didn't—he wasn't as much of a dick as he usually is, which was pretty good. <laughs> cool. I'll have to yeah. check
1: this out because uh, I'm here, you know, away from my home gym and all that sort of thing. So all I've really been doing for exercise is long walks, and I've actually caught up with and burned through all my podcasts. So I'll give this a go.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's really well done. Really well done. And what's really cool is the final episode—they actually do have a full cast read of the pilot. And I'm. I want. It, I want your take when it's done because I thought it was so good. I think they need to keep making it. But okay. I want. So, I want. A, I want a different opinion on it. So when you get through it, let's let's follow up on that.
1: All right.
0: Ups and doodads.
1: As I was discussing earlier, travel is a total nightmare, and one of the things that uh, I've been hearing about, particularly in Toronto's Pearson Airport, is the luggage situation. When you travel in, luggage is being lost and. It's, piles of luggage thrown into corners, left, right, and center. People aren't finding their luggage, people, et cetera, et cetera. So to combat that, I did what many people are. I searched on Instagram and TikTok and found out what the kids are doing, Jason. <laughs> okay, what are the kids uh, doing? The, the kids are buying Apple AirTags yeah. and throwing them in their luggage so they can find their luggage when the, when society breaks down and the people that are supposed to give you your luggage for you don't. And uh, so I ordered two Apple AirTags. They were on sale on Amazon for part of their Prime thing. So I got them a couple bucks cheaper than I would have off the Apple store. And uh, yeah, so I've set them all up. And when I fly back, they will be ensconced in my luggage. So I will know where my luggage is when we land.
0: Nice. Nice. I'm not sure if I have any other use case scenario for an AirTag, but there you go. I keep them on my keys, my car keys, and uh, Mm -hmm. I keep one in my backpack. And they have basically saved my keys in my backpack twice now so uh, since you do leave the house to go to an office they are worth having at least in your backpack and your uh your keys right okay when you're done traveling you have to yeah yeah just repurpose them
1: there you go Uh, i saw this and thought of you i saw nikon is reportedly halting dslr camera development which i suppose isn't too much of a surprise because the the new the new technology is so much better correct
0: Yes. Yes. It's, it's no surprise. It's about time actually that they, they kill the DSLR. Uh, Everything is mirrorless now. And I have two of their, well, I've got five of their new mirrorless cameras, two models, but uh, they're, they're fantastic. They are, they are definitely better than the old DSLRs. You don't get the clickety clack. You don't need it anymore. Our technology has moved on. Canon's doing the same. And these are just reports. They haven't officially said it yet, but uh, you know, the writing's on the wall, right? It is time. And I found another thing that I picked
1: up during the Prime deal just because the price is right. I, d- I didn't really need it. But you know what? You can never have too much storage. So I picked up the Samsung T7 Shield 2 terabyte portable SSD up to 1050 megabytes per second, USB 3.2 Gen 2, rugged IP65, water and dust resistant for photographers, content creators and gaming, external spelled incorrectly, solid state drive, M-U-P-E-T-2-T-O-S slash A-M black. <laughs> i mean All two right. terabytes for like 200 bucks come on
0: mm-hmm. and the t7s are great i've got a stack of them here because i used them uh when i was chia mining mm-hmm. uh basically burning through but uh, those things have never failed on me so yeah. you, those are good i mean you don't even need the the quote-unquote rugged ip65 water and dust resistant case because they're pretty <laughs> they're pretty well shielded so, yeah, so good price good though. purchase
1: yeah. yeah good price good purchase so
0: Yep, yep. I got a good price on the Dell 240 hertz gaming monitor, 24.5 inch full HD monitor with IPS technology, anti glare screen, dark metallic gray, and uh, what's that? S two five two two HG. Okay. Yep. Got them for 200 bucks each. I got two of them. Uh, they're now selling for 275. So thank you, Prime Day.
1: You made 150 bucks there, according to some people's purchasing logic.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually mine when I used to be drunk. <laughs> uh, hey, I made one hundred and fifty dollars today. How I spent four hundred. Yeah, that works. Um, I got them for the the studio because I needed two to verti- I would stack on the my vertical stand, like uh, for mm-hmm. taking care of the studio. And I got to say, they're really nice. They're overkill for what I'm doing, but I wanted uh, 1080p monitors, not 4k monitors. Yeah, and these are just also the anti glare is is really nice. So uh that and if i ever get back into gaming i have two small monitors to game on (laughs) i don't know why you would want a 24 and a half inch gaming monitor it's too small for anything useful for games right but um i also picked up the spigen rugged armor designed for ipad mini 6 case slash ipad mini 6 generation case 8.3 inch cover 2021 matte black i got this because i had one already for my i have two airs or Mm two um um iPad minis, iPad minis. And, uh, I had the first one I had this on and it's so nice. I got another one. So it is definitely my favorite case for the iPad mini. So if you're looking for one of those, check that out. Since, you know, it is prime time. I got the Deco Pro 218 piece general household hand toolkit, professional auto repair tool set for homeowner, general household hand tool set with pliers, screwdriver set, socket set with portable storage case for $103. I looked at um, this. It's, it's pretty, I I would get this if I didn't have most of these
1: tools already. Very nice.
0: Yeah, I needed something because I have, uh, I have two locations now. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the, the studio half the time, and I'm at home half the time. So I got this for the studio. And now on the, on the case, on the outside of the case, there is a slogan. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure this one out. This is a toolkit, mind you. It says, mm-hmm. designated for extraordinary kindness only.
1: <laughs> Trying I, to appeal to the uh, the woke's,
0: woke stands? I, I do not know why my tools are <laughs> designated for extraordinary kindness only. Because I tell you, when I'm using tools, I am anything I, but Far kind. from kind. <laughs> yes. I have a story about that coming up in uh, security. So, yes, I am far from kind. So I don't know what the hell's going on with that. Uh, but it's a, good, it's a great toolkit. Fantastic toolkit. Uh, one other thing that I got last week was uh, office chair, wheels, black replacement, rubber chair casters for hardwood floors and carpet. Set of five heavy-duty office chair casters for chairs to replace chair mats. Universal Fit, $37. Um these are these they're basically rollerblade wheels that you put on your desk chairs. Mm-hmm. And they're silent. I need silent. I need these chairs to be as quiet as possible because they're in a studio. And right. so I picked these things up. Oh my god, they're fantastic because they also give you like an extra inch and a half on your chair. So if your chair is just a little bit too low, you just get mm-hmm. that extra lift and it's perfect. I think okay. I might have to pick these up for the office in Toronto. They're great. They're, they're yeah. quiet and you can really get some, you know, you can, it's much easier to roll around on carpet or hardwood with these. Mm-hmm. You don't like, they're just, they're, don't they're fantastic. are do have to get that
1: stupid plastic mat.
0: Yep. This, <laughs> yeah. this, this takes care of all that. I bought them for all the chairs that I've gotten. Any chair that I get in the future, I'm definitely doing it for that one too. And uh, to wrap up my, uh, my Amazon spree, I did get the Frigidaire retro bar fridge refrigerator with side bottle opener, 3.2 cubic feet red. Uh, it was cute. <laughs> It was cute. Yeah, I actually got cute. this one. I get it. It's 200 bucks. I got it for free with points because Amazon likes me because I keep spending so much money with them. They're like, here, <laughs> have a refrigerator. Okay. Like, okay. I'll take that. And I got the fed fed Max metal garage storage cabinet, 71 inch tall, large steel utility locker with adjustable shelves and locking doors, garage cabinets for tool storage and ammo locker, gray and silver. I got the gray version of this. I bring this up because it tried to kill me, um, <laughs> There's, there's one part when you're putting it together where you have to go inside, upside down and backwards and look at this thing to clamp on these little clips. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing it out of the corner of my eye, I notice that the horizon is, is rapidly changing as I am falling to my doom backwards <laughs> inside of a cabinet. <laughs> and uh, i I had the wherewithal to at least turn and uh, bruised a uh, rib pretty badly <laughs> and really screwed up my arm. So it that was three weeks ago that I fail that I fell, mm-hmm. and I'm still bruised and sore. So yeah, uh, if you do get the FedMax metal garage storage cabinet, beware because it will try and eat you.
1: And there's probably somewhere in the instructions that said, "Do not do this alone,
0: probably, probably. Yeah. But I have no friends, so I had to do it by myself uh Barrett writes in so eighteen bucks a month to keep your nuts warm and this is the controversy about the b m w heated seat subscription for eighteen bucks for uh for the b m w s and uh mm-hmm. yeah, everybody posted this every put it everybody put it everywhere and uh what they left out was that it was only in South Korea. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a it's a, tri- it's a trial
1: balloon, and nobody likes it. So
0: yeah, so your panties are in a bunch for no reason whatsoever, Although, unless you're
1: South Korean panties.
0: So. Yes, unless you do have South Korean panties, uh, I think that your BMWs are going to be safe, uh, and your your nuts will remain toasty. Yep, so, uh, And I did find this one this morning, which was pretty cool. The SE or SNES manual archives for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and uh, they somebody somebody named Peebs for eight years was uh, streaming on Twitch and he beat all the SNES games and then decided, hey man, we need the manuals for all these. So he got together a coalition of nerds and they got together and said about uh, all of the English language super NES manuals have now been scanned. Um, the archive is 100% nonprofit and meant for educational purposes. No ads, no Patreon, no donation. And all scans are on archive.org and are the rightful property of the original creators. Well, we know that they're yeah. the rightful property of the original creators. Let's just hope they don't come after you.
1: Well, that's why there's no ads, no Patreon, and no donations, yep. Jason.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's hope that that will keep them at bay. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And uh, this is just one just came out, which is pretty cool. This is the Apple Room Plan API. Uh, this comes out with iOS 16 and it uses the LiDAR camera in your phone to do the, like the room scans that you can mm-hmm. do now. But this lets you take out the furniture so you can put in new furniture using AR. Ah, very great, nice. Great, great use of the AR because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, yeah, I can scan my room. But if I want to see how a couch looks, well, the couch there's a couch there. Not anymore. You can scan the couch and have it removed. Excellent. It's neat. Mm -hmm. At the library.
1: After I finished the uh, marathon sci-fi book that I was reading and before I delved into part two of it, I decided I needed a bit of a palate cleanse and uh, went back to my old favorites, which is finding... The musicians that I grew up with that have written their autobiographies and stories and whatnot, and I found a book called Salad Days by Wayne Hussey. If you do not know who Wayne Hussey is, he is an English musician. He started uh, with Dead or Alive, of all things. He became one of the first uh, Sisters of Mercy and Sisters of Mercy Mark I, and then went off to start his own band called The Mission, or known here in the States as the Mission UK, because apparently there was a mission that never did anything here, but they couldn't use the name. Uh, So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was great uh, reading about the early times of the kind of early goth movement and, and, you know, early 80s alternative music scene in in England. And, uh, you know, we have this, especially growing up, I had this mystery of like, you know, the Sisters of Mercy are like the coolest people in the whole world. They're just, they were just a bunch of drunken idiots the entire time. It's awesome.
0: So uh, you said dead or alive. So is this the you spin me right round guy?
1: Before that, uh, oh. Dead or Alive was kind of more, he he uh, he learned how to, he basically brought them into the synth age. They were a guitar and into kind of a normal guitar, kind of post-punk band. And uh, they were like, we need to figure out how to do this. And he's the guy that figured it all out, then left the band. And then they had their big hit.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Don't yeah. you hate when that happens? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I ran across this article on Wild, Wired called uh, Humans Have Always Been Wrong About Humans. And I'm like, oh, oh I, I'm intrigued. Because okay. I'm wrong every fucking day, it turns out. <laughs> it was an interesting article, and it's about a, a new book that, called The Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity by David Graeber and David What's It not new. It came out, I guess, in uh, the fall last year. And uh, it's basically just about how everything we've always thought about history is wrong. Mm-hmm. And some here's some evidence to back it up. It's long. It's uh, – for Audible, it's 24 hours and two minutes. So it's up there with uh, Neil Stevenson territory. Right. Uh, I started to listen to it and just kind of let it play throughout the night. So I'd kind of wake up and it would still be going. And I learned some other new fact that I thought was, you know, gospel was wrong and went back Mm -hmm. to bed, had some terrible dreams. I don't recommend, uh, listening to this while you sleep is what I'm saying. (laughs) Bad idea, but it's so far, it's a fascinating book. It's going to take me a while to get through it, but, uh, so far I like it quite a bit. Well,
1: this is right up my alley. I think I've got my next book.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're definitely going to dig it. And uh, so I found another new podcast, too, called The Labors of Hercule. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is an Adam Roche joint. Adam does the Secret History of Hollywood podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a co-host on the House of Hammer and one of my favorite podcasters in the world. So when I find out that Adam Roche is doing a new podcast about the TV series Poirot, and they're going to go through all of them. I got very excited. And then I listened to it and I found out that I should have been the, uh, the co-host on this show. He got uh, some woman named Frankie who was awesome at it, mm-hmm. but we we both have the same love of the uh, Poirot TV show. I really should have been on that show, damn it. But uh, <laughs> I get to listen and not do the work. So it's it's kind of a win. right? But on the back of that, of course, I was searching Hercule on, on the Googs. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing the TikTok or the Instagram. I was doing it the <laughs> proper way where they could track me and then send me. Advertisements. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I got an ad for uh, Hercule Poirot, The Complete Short Stories by Agatha Christie, narrated by David Suchet, Hugh Frazier, Nigel Hawthorne, Ilsa Blair, Simon Vance. Uh, basically, the, the people from the TV series do the audio versions of the show. So I'm just like, oh, well, take my money. Please have as much of it as you can. <laughs> That's 35 hours and five minutes, so I think I'm good for audio for probably the next six months,
1: I think. <laughs> You've got a lot to work through.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I do recommend The Labors of Hercule if you are uh, a, a fan of the TV show Poirot, which okay. I am. Security? Ha! Ha! We are back this week with Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. And finally, he's the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. And finally, not finally, he's also the co-host of Control Loop, where they discuss (laughs) IoT. Got it? Yep, got it. Yes, indeed. All that. Nothing nothing new in the last
2: 24 hours. (laughs) Uh, No, nothing to report. Nothing I can say publicly.
0: (laughs) So I I saved this story because we just had had a we're talking about a new toolkit that I bought for the studio and uh, I just thought this is this yeah. is a story Dave would probably uh get a kick out of. So, you know, everything is scheduled to the teeth here just trying to get everything done. But every day there's always one little thing that just jumps out and sucks up your time. Mine was <laughs> trying to install a VESA mount onto a new monitor. Uh, the two monitors that I that I got mm-hmm. uh, the other day. Well, mm-hmm. some genius who is designing these monitors decided that right next to the screw hole for the for the mount is a giant gaping hole to nowhere, to the seventh level of hell, as far as I can tell. And of course, <laughs> you know where it's going. The screw obviously falls right into the hole. So. 20 oh, minutes, oh. 20 minutes of shaking it upside down, trying to get it to the <laughs> oh. point where I can actually see it and move it around. And it was, it reminded me of a tool that, uh, our friend Mike Vinicor uses when he fixes pinball machines. It's basically a magnet on a stick.
1: I was <laughs> about to say, I'm, them, yeah. I'm looking at one of those right now. My, my yeah. dad had one and it's, it's sitting here in the desk in in my old room. And, uh, yeah, you needed you needed one of these, Jason.
0: I did. I did. Because the first thing I did was I went to my new toolkit and said, please, please, please. Because there was a bunch of stuff in there I didn't even recognize. I'm like, is there one in here? And turns out, no, it it had everything, the kitchen sink, except the magnet Hmm. on a stick. But it did have a magnet on a stick because I remembered every screwdriver nowadays does come magnetized. So I was able to fish it out after ruining half of my morning and missing a deadline because of that who designs <laughs> still like, does that yeah it's like trying to
2: get a pick out of a guitar right mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i'm wondering if cuz i you know, recently i got the um i splurged and got the i fix it toolkit which is mm-hmm. really nice yeah, yeah. i got one and of i those. can't remember yeah it's just uh, what a great thing to have around and um i can't remember if it has a magnet on a stick that seems like the kind of thing you would have in your i fix it toolkit right well, Something for smart record.
1: people, that wouldn't then put the toolkit right
2: next to their old drives. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, my monitor here is uh, VESA mounted. However, you say it, I always said VESA. Is it VESA, VESA? I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Depends
0: on where I my where the sounds come out of my mouth that day. <laughs> you, you say know, VESA. Around, as as I, can tell. I say
1: right. VESA.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah. I like them because it's nice to have like in this case I have the monitor it's um clamped to the back of the desk mm-hmm. which clear it keeps the monitor stand from taking up any desk space which I I like.
0: Yeah, no. Basically all of my monitors except for this giant curved Samsung is on a mount, and this would be on a mount, except it was so big when I got it and so heavy, I'm like, I'm never going to mount this thing, and then foolishly threw away the specifically custom-made plate that you need, if you ever mm-hmm. want to mount it, that you cannot buy mm-hmm. separately. <laughs> I, I, I recycled <laughs> right. it. So it is, this is my one monitor that's on a stand, not mm-hmm. on a not on a
2: mount. I'll admit, I, there there's more than one time in my life that I've gone to eBay to find... That piece that I never thought I would need anymore, <laughs> right yeah i 'll yeah. never need this i 'll just throw this away or and then two years later i 'm on eBay trying desperately trying to find one.
0: that pretty much sums it up oh here 's another one too. these samsung monitors they I have a like a twenty seven inch 4 k that is a really mm-hmm. nice monitor, and I thought okay i 'm going to use that i 'm going to mount it. Most mount points on monitors are in the center in the back of the monitor, right
2: mm-hmm.
0: well, for Samsungs, for some strange reason, they put it at the very tippy top of the monitor so you put it in there and the thing is just low no matter how high you put your your you know your boom arm up the thing is just too low i'm just like these people do not put any lick of sense into how they design these damn things it drives me crazy Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah the magnet on a stick i think is something that we need to we need to push. We need to push more up.
2: And- <laughs> it's the official, the official grumpy old geeks magnet on a stick. Yeah. Com- no, you know what we need. We need a combination magnet on a stick and uh, buffalo horn back scratcher. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it.
2: We have a product, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: Shark Tank, here we come. I'm
2: going to get right on that. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, that would actually be incredibly
1: useful. I would have one in every room.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? I actually I know I do have my back scratcher here next to me uh that I use every day but this morning I used it to actually poke the uh the fluorescent light cover since I'm in an office building now and there are fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. Uh they're never mm-hmm. on but those covers rattle all the mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. I actually used used my back scratcher to pry open the the plastic on the light, the, uh, the, the overhead light, so it didn't rattle during our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they are very useful. They are very useful. Mm. Okay. Um, I threw this in here because I just thought that maybe one of you guys had been through uh, L.A. at some point and gone to this place. It's called the Scum and Villainy Cantina in Hollywood. And I was like, how the hell is this? This has been here for like two three years now. I've never heard of it. But it turns out almost everybody I know has been there at some point.
1: I'm reasonably sure I mentioned this on the show when they first announced it, which was just Ah, pre COVID. And that is the reason I have never gone as soon as it launched as soon as it opened up. I think it was just going to be a pop up for a while. But obviously, they've stuck it around. So Uh, I I, I had intended to go but uh, did not happen.
0: Yeah, they have trivia night there. That is how I found out. Uh, our friend uh, Brian Blundell went there for trivia one night, and another friend went there for other things. And then I talked to somebody else. They're like, oh, "Of course, I've been there. It's okay. It's not as good as Disney, but you know, it, it'll it'll do in a pinch." Well, so, here, yeah. here's
1: the thing, and I think you'll agree with me, Jason, because you and I have both spent uh, both spent quite a lot of time there back when it existed. I'm sure it is going to be no match for the Corks Bar that used to exist at the Star Trek Experience at the Las Vegas Hilton.
0: The oh, one yeah. that I never got to go to, yes. Oh, I thought you had I, been, Jason. I was there. Yeah, it no, was amazing. Went, yeah, you and Dave went. I, 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 My team had worked on it, so I never got to go. Uh, <laughs> Makes but, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so, it no, was amazing.
2: I, that that mm-hmm. whole experience was amazing. To me, that is what the Star Wars Hotel should have aimed for. And yes. doesn't seem like <laughs> <laughs> they, they hit their their mark with it. But, uh, yeah, Quark's Bar was really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I've I've heard yeah. more stories of uh, bad nights happening because of uh, too many warp core breaches. Define it bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vegas, so it's a sliding scale. Yeah. <laughs> right,
2: fun in the moment. Retrospectively bad. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Well, uh, if we ever have a meetup here in L.A., we're going to have to go there.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we could, Maybe we could record a show there. That that Ooh, would be – There we go. Oh, man. And, you know, I could wear my Stormtrooper armor that
0: I don't own. Yeah. We could we – could, <laughs> well, it's Hollywood. We could work something out, you know.
2: I'm sure. Can you – yeah, imagine I'm, how many sets of Stormtrooper armor there are. I'm in sure Hollywood.
0: there's a cut-rate
1: pajama <laughs> version being worn right now on Hollywood Boulevard somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Let's
2: take your picture with,
0: with a Stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah patreon.com slash GOG, people. Make it happen. There you go. Uh,
2: I put a link in here, just a quick segment from a video that I happened upon. And it was Adam Savage talking about the Kenobi series. Um, and I have to say uh, my thoughts on the show track Adams. Uh, he talks about it uh, enthusiastically. and But one of the things he touches on is – well, t- two things caught my ear. One was um, that the young girl who plays Leia – Uh, He said, you know, imagine her at age 10, eight years later, growing up to be the Princess Leia we see in A New Hope. And it totally tracks. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. Um, But the other thing he talked about was just how it was great to see Darth Vader um, and how it's amazing all these decades later. Darth Vader is the same as he's always been, and he's just as scary. He's just as much of a badass as the first time you saw him in A New Hope. I'd say uh, much more of a badass because we actually finally get to see him being badass. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and they didn't add little retro rocket launchers to him like they did to <laughs> R2-D2. You know, he's got all the same lights and blinkies and things that he had from uh, at the get-go. There's been no... Darth Vader version two suit. His suit pretty much – track. I mean they made minor changes and if you go to the Star Wars helmets website, you can see all the changes <laughs> from movie to movie. I sense uh, you have. Oh my god. The hours I've spent <laughs> on the Star Wars helmets website. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I just put this in here because I, I thought it was a nice little segment and uh, mostly I agree with what Adam had to say and, and he says it so enthusiastically. Of You can tell it's coming from a place of love.
1: That's his brand, right? Like he doesn't do. Any, I, I've yet to ever see him do anything in the negative. Really, he he is yeah. very conscious of being positive at all times. If he if he doesn't like something, he's not going to talk about it. So,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And uh, speaking of helmets, Dave, I sent you a link to uh, this company that makes helmets called Cybercraft, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I saw these, and I just had the the reaction that these are some of the best helmets I've ever seen in my life, and uh, mm-hmm. I think you 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 kind of agree.
2: I do, yeah. They look great. They look great. I, I all of this stuff. I have to be careful about being a slippery slope for me because,
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I, I would, uh huh.
2: I would love to have uh, a stormtrooper helmet sitting on my desk right now, and I, I could afford to have a stormtrooper helmet sitting on my desk right now. But if I know if I get the stormtrooper helmet,
0: where does oh, it end?
2: It, it, it you <laughs> can't right. have just one. <laughs> No, because it would also be. There's snow troopers. There's the biker troopers. There's Luke Skywalker's X-wing helmet is cool, and then next thing you know, I don't know, uh, you know, I've got an Emperor's guard helmet sitting here.
1: Yeah, you can't really do this casually. Next thing you know, it's a lifestyle, Dave. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I think I passed that point. It's just a matter of coming out of the closet with it, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: I actually do have a Darth Vader helmet uh in my my home theater at home. I have uh I have a shelf that has a Darth Vader helmet and sitting next to it is a Lego um uh, ATAT. Nice. Mm. Very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this these these uh uh the ones from Cybercraft caught my caught my eye because I they sent, of course, an ad. I must have mentioned Star Wars somewhere and they sent me an ad, but they said that they were approved by the five hundred and first. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, they're, they're kind of legit now. And I did a little bit right. more research and they're, they are really cool. They are not mm-hmm. not cheap, but uh, handcrafted. And I follow them on Instagram and they show them making them. So it's not like some kind of fly by night uh, joint. But yeah, you're looking at mm-hmm. like, you know, close to 400 bucks for a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. A good one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Worth it. Patreon.com Worth it. slash GOG. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs>
1: All right, so let's segue over to some actual security news uh, and something that we rarely have in this segment, consequences. Uh, Jury has convicted the ex-CIA engineer Joshua Schultz for what's been called the biggest theft of classified information in the agency's history. So he has actually uh, been convicted now. So this is a large cache of documents that WikiLeaks had published through 2017. So basically known as Vault 7, which contained information on tools and techniques the agency used to hack into iPhones and Android phones for overseas spying. And uh, he's the kind of, and also uh, smart TVs and listening devices, so we weren't crazy with that one. Still, mm-hmm. your phone's not listening to you. Not for ads anyways. Uh, <laughs> the federal jury has found him guilty on nine counts, including illegally gathered national defense information and then transmitting it. And the kicker here, of course, is not just that, all, and child pornography. Yeah. Like one does. It's
0: always the cherry on top. <laughs> 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 hmm.
1: But, I mean, okay. good that there are consequences. We don't see that often enough.
2: It is good. Uh, Just a little more fleshing out of this. This was his second round uh, facing the law. The first round, he got convicted of a couple other things, but I believe the jury was hung on uh, the conspiracy thing. Um, And so he got convicted of that. Um, I think the other interesting thing about Schulte is that – This is an example of someone who grew dissatisfied with the organization. Like when you look at why he did what he did, the explanation seems to be that he didn't feel as though his bosses were taking him seriously enough. Mm -hmm. They weren't listening to him. And so he started to hold a grudge and decided, well, if they're not going to listen to me, then I'll show them. Right, And that's the path he went down. So it's a a shame. But as you say, it's good that – Good that they got him, and mm-hmm. uh, he was a, he was a big deal yeah so uh, interesting story I saw on vice uh, it 's a long article, and uh, actually Joe Kerrigan and I were talking about this on hacking humans this week. This is an article talking about scammers and some of the um, call centers that mm-hmm. are have been spun up to uh, to run these these scam these scams around the world. Um, there was a term that I had not heard before. They refer to it as pig butchering. Have you guys <laughs> heard of that before? No, first time I'd heard that term.
0: With this I hadn't yet. heard that Not either. in this context, at least.
2: <laughs> no, and, and the whole notion is you if you're a, a pig farmer, you, you, know, you have your little piglets and then you fatten them up. You take your time with them until they're big enough to send off to slaughter. Mm-hmm. And that's what these scammers do. They uh, befriend people. Uh, develop a relationship with them, play the long game and ultimately steal their money. Um, there's a just a tragic story about a woman who uh, actually has a terminal disease. She's, she's dying from cancer and uh, she got scammed out of uh, over two and a half million dollars wow. by one of these people. The other component of this story is it really goes into some of the details about how in Cambodia and China they have these – forced labor situations where people work in these scam call centers mm-hmm. and they really don't have a choice about it. They they talk about how they get uh, sold from one call center to another. Um, there's a story about a gentleman who was um, – he thought he was being hired for a, like a customer service job. When he got to Cambodia, they took away his passport, uh, threatened him with violence and uh, put him to work and – Basically he had to escape uh to to find his freedom um, so there's a lot to this story like i said it's it's a long story um but uh quite interesting the last uh The last paragraph here I think is worth uh, reading. Uh, It says, complacency after all is the scammer's best friend and even the savviest of people can lose everything in a momentary lapse of judgment. One volunteer, a PhD holder in biology who was scammed out of $150,000 recalled a line from a pig butchering handbook she'd seen. It read, there is no unscammable person, only scripts that don't fit.
1: And this is why I never answer my phone and don't ever respond to emails.
0: <laughs> Probably wise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, it,
1: it, it is so constant now. That's the thing. Like my, I, I'm sitting at my mom's house. My mom's phone rings off the hook almost all day long. It's always a scam call. Uh, cell phone calls. I mean, one out of 50 actual phone calls I get is a friend actually wanting to talk. And even then it's like, usually they text first to say, hey, you around? Um, every phone call I get is a scam. It's, they're all mm-hmm. scams. It's it's mm-hmm. so prevalent and we've done fuck all about it. So Yeah.
2: This article points out too how the, the woman who got scammed out of two and a half million dollars it started with a fake wrong number text message. Right. Someone texting her and saying, "Hey, are are you Jane from the pet store?" Mm-hmm. I and get those she, all day
0: long. Yeah,
2: delete. Yeah, you just you yeah. got delete. She, she kindly replied and said, "No, wrong number." But that led to mm-hmm. what she thought was an innocuous relationship that ultimately scammed her out of her savings. You got to be wise to this stuff.
0: I followed up the first time with somebody just because they were like, sent me like three in a row, like something about getting picked up at the airport. I'm like, no, I'm not that person. And then it just stopped. Nothing after that. Mm-hmm. It's hmm. weird they didn't try and follow up like they did with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
1: I, I don't know if any of you guys have WhatsApp, but man, that is prevalent. <laughs> that is, that, that's even worse than just the regular text ones. I get, I get WhatsApp messages probably pretty much daily. That's stuff like that. Like, hey, this is Jane. I was told to contact you when I was in your city. That sort of stuff.
0: Hmm. I got one final one because we talked about uh, people who were coming for our jobs, the podcasters with the uh, basically the A.I. generated voices.
1: Can't wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yay.
0: (laughs) So I I see this ad come across from somewhere. It's from a company called Synthesia.ai. And they say, Synthesia is a web-based platform for creating videos with AI avatars. Thousands of companies use it to create instructional videos at scale 80% faster than before. I checked it out and was looking at their demos, just the demo videos, not actually using it. And mm-hmm. pretty kind of cool and creepy at the same time. <laughs> but I can see how it would, you know, if I wanted to just like, you know, whip something up for with a quick speaker, it's kind of cool for that. But – right it's still just you know the fact that it is that cool i'm like well, what could, what what can we do naughty with it it's, of course the first <laughs> thing i always think of but um but i just wondered if you guys had seen this one because it looked like it's kind of uh kind of advanced than uh than it used to be
2: i haven't seen this one but you're right it's come a long way as all of these things have uh, I'm going to play with it some. I, I think it's interesting. I, you know, as someone who used to make these kinds of videos, you know, the person, the, the spokesperson standing in front of a green screen that we later replace with some kind of animated background or something. Mm-hmm. This would be great. I don't have to hire an actor. I don't. I don't have to schedule <laughs> mm-hmm. a shoot. I don't yep. even need a camera or a microphone. You know, uh, I definitely see a place for this. Keyboard
0: and a credit card will do you right.
1: Boy, we better get to work on those universal replicators pretty soon because I don't know how this world's going to survive.
2: Yeah, this is pretty neat. Pretty neat. And all, as you say, also a little scary.
0: Yeah, how all how all apocalypse start. Hey, that's pretty neat. <laughs> right, exactly. That's cool. I wonder what
2: would happen if... I connected this to the global nuclear missile system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On that happy note. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gents. I will talk to you next
0: time. All righty. Over at Patreon, we've got Jocelyn and Tom. And over at PayPal, we've got
1: Shaleen, David, Ralph, Mark, Miles, Nathaniel, Shari, Natalie, Edward, Dag, and Linda.
0: And over at the tip jar, we've got Matthew, Linda, Jeff, Andrew, and Anne Theodore. Thank you all very, very much.
1: And we've got our new review, Jason. It's been a Ooh. while. Unfortunately, yep. it's not a good one. Nah, Two yeah. stars from Shoot Draxus. Old men yell at clouds. Longtime listener and donator. I think it's finally time to abandon this podcast. The hosts have gone from grumpy old geeks to beach in old boomers from the entitled rant to the plan B bungle. The humor is waning and anger is amping. Maybe I can find my text tech, fi- tech fix in one of Bittner's four other podcasts. I got to keep up, man. It's at least five right now.
0: At least five. And uh, neither one of us are boomers. We do bitch, but we're not boomers. <laughs> nope. We're Gen Xers, man. Well, thank you. Shoot Draxus, for uh, at least for being your, a- for your support when you did for Your support when you did. Yep. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Uh, good mm-hmm. luck finding what uh, finding what you're looking for. Uh, Hat tip to Mr. Clark over on Discord. Uh, This one was kind of sad. The last surviving member of Band of Brothers dies at age 97.
1: Tom Hanks or uh, Matt Damon?
0: Uh, I was hoping it was Matt Damon. Oh, wait, that's the other
1: movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I get my uh, World War II epics mixed up.
0: There's some crossover there. I get it. I get (laughs) it. And uh, speaking of uh, soldiers, fake soldier Larry Storch has passed on as well. Uh, I know Larry from F Troop.
1: Yes. Which was a
0: staple growing up on... uh, on uh, just reruns, of course, yeah but, local uh,
1: local I, TV when they just bought out all the reruns. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh F Troop
1: was fantastic. Gillian uh Gilligan's Island, uh yeah.
0: <laughs> the whole thing. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmaster. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 561. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy.